What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Shannon, at Can We Talk Sports. I'm here with my host. We're going to start with... Oh, see, y'all, we got to get this together. How long yeah. have we been doing this? <laughs> we were supposed to practice, y'all. In the oh, way. Oh, oh, lady. Okay, okay, we're going to start with Karen first. Okay. Carmen and this. Okay, ready? All right. Okay. What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Shannon, at Can We Talk Sports. I'm here with my host. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Karen. I'm in the house, baby. K Dog, what's up? Karen. Karen. <laughs> you took about how many seconds? About 25 seconds to even. What? You're supposed to hit it. You were like, this is K Dog. Right? Like, all right. Karen, she's on a delay. It must be something yes. going on. Oh, she's on a delay. Okay. She's on Karen. a delay. All right. Okay, and I'm Carmen. I'm Carmen, a.k.a. Mama D. All right, and we have... Stacey. Hey, y'all. Glad to be oh back. Oh, my God. What's up, everybody? <laughs> this is hilarious. How are you guys doing? Good. good. How are you? How are you weekend? Interesting. Well, I'm good. Um, actually, my daughter sprained her ankle today in the game, so oh, we've got to go again. Wow. Yeah. We got to go get it checked out tomorrow, get an MRI, but okay. yeah, other than that, I'm good. You see, my I changed my setting. I what? see that. I yeah. love it. I'm I like, love I, it. I kind of like this feel, so I'm pretty like excited that. about this new look. So, relax, chill. Yes. 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 Relax and chilling and everything else. So how are you guys doing? Good. I'm good. I'm good. I was mama there today. CJ has an audition tomorrow, and so uh, an hour of rehearsing turned into two, you know, because he hasn't really been auditioning since he was younger. But so he was trying to be a perfectionist. Okay, mom, did you like it? Did you like it? Let me do it again. You know, so it's fun. So it's fun to kind of be going back and doing that with him and just, you know, see what happens. Okay, okay. okay. How old is he, Stacy? How old he is just he? turned 24, so he, oh, wow. he, yes, yes, so he hasn't acted since he was probably about 12, you know, oh, wow. so, yeah, wow. so they, you know, they're welcoming him, you know, they're really welcoming him, welcoming him back, you know, they mm -hmm. said that Hollywood's been waiting for him, so, you know, so with COVID and football being delayed, you know, it makes you kind of tap into your other gifts, so, yes. That's what he's yeah. decided to do while he, you know, waits for the call, and we'll see what happens. So we're excited. Okay, okay. And uh, what yeah. about you, Carmen? Oh, I had, I had a quiet weekend. Watched yeah. a lot of sports. I watched know the sports. Stars. Was, there was some upsets. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. You lost, oh, you lost, y'all. I know. I couldn't believe that. I'm having a moment. <laughs> The Kansas State, like, right? Like yeah. they were winning. Yeah. They were winning so well. Like you know I don't know what happened. But you know what? Big this is a, that's what I was getting ready to say. I need them to stop getting cocky, right? So like yeah. you, you win and all of a sudden your chest come out and it's like, dude, you don't put your chest out to it says zero and the game is over. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. All the time is gone. Mm -hmm. All the time. And you know how it is. It's hard when you're like a ranked team, number five. Right. And uh, get hyped for a team that's not ranked. You know how that is. You're like, oh, we got this. We gonna win. 
And so the momentum, the adrenaline is different. But you got to right. learn how to psych yourself up and have that adrenaline no matter who you're playing. You know? Right. right. So, right. Play, yeah. Always play up. Don't play down. That's right. right. And then they don't have, think about it, they don't have as many fans. So you don't I have know. And that's tough. That's the, you don't that have that. Tough. Yeah, that's tough. Mm-hmm. I've, seen the, mm-hmm. I've seen some of the fans mm-hmm. in some of the games. And, and it is mm-hmm. tough because you don't have that momentum. You don't have that crowd like with right. that push, especially that mm-hmm. push. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's a little tough, you know. But mm-hmm. yeah. That's that so, 12th yeah. man. That 12th man. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. it. Yeah. You're so, really going to see how important it is to have the 12th man right now. In these yeah. Games. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's important. Mm-hmm. It's very important. When we was at our daughter's game this weekend, and it's not it's not that crowded, but it still is crowded, and everybody has masks on. I didn't want to yell with a mask on, y'all. I, I really wanted to take it off. But it's, it's like, you don't get, I mean, there's no, it's not fun. It's hot. Right. Uh, you know, you smelling your own. It, it's just like, I, I don't know. And you know, you, you like your own breath. My breath ain't funny, but I'm just saying it is hot because you got the mask on, right? And you're right. yelling. You, and yes. you just, it's like yeah. they come back. Yes. yes. So wait, listen. So my, my husband is so funny. He hates these things. I mean, I mean, it's just like, so he had his on his chin, right? And the lady comes over and she's like, um, I, I'm going to need you to put it over your, your face. So if looks can kill, he gave her this look like, are you serious? Like, I'm sitting right here. Ain't nobody around me. Right. Are, are you for real? And he just looked at her and then he went on and put it on, though. But it was funny because if you do get irritated when they ask. Right. Cause you, and I know they're trying to be protective here, what I'm saying. But it's just out of game. You know, right. that's like distraction. Yeah. Right? Like you yeah. gotta yell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they can that's hear me. You really want to get into it. When you really want to get into it. You, the rest can't hear me when I say yes. you can't see. <laughs> see? The mask serves the purpose. The what? <laughs> they can't hear me when I tell them to go put your glasses on. Right. Oh. right. Oh, you know, I just kind of oh. sat there. I did my little clapping, and you know, <laughs> you guys have fun for you. <laughs> it wasn't fun. No, right. it wasn't fun. It does take the fun out of it. It does take it the takes fun. the fun out of it. You know, yeah. you, you can't mm-hmm. get into it. Cause can you imagine yelling? You need your glasses on and looking at what you say. It. You know, you can't right. hear it. Right. So you know what? I didn't think about this, but are the cheerleaders wearing masks? Or are they distancing? Because how you, you know gonna with a mask on? I don't know. That's interesting. I saw the a college the teams and the cheerleaders had the mask on. Oh really? no! So what you gonna hear me say? You can't hear me do the defense cheer. You can't hear me do the offense cheer. You know what yeah, oh, I mean? Right. Man, right. the mask on. Yeah, that would seem like that would be a little bit difficult. That would be difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the so, band, yeah. you know, how the band gonna play the instrument? I think they, they do. do. I think they, I think they move it down. They take yeah, them they off. They take it down. Okay. They take them off. Yeah. yeah. And they the distance and all that. Okay. Yeah, okay. they yeah. take them off. But yes. Still, yeah. And they had them yes. spread out. But then after they get done playing, they gotta put it back on. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. 
But I'm, I need to ask y'all, have y'all walked into somewhere and people are just looking at you crazy? And you're like, why is everybody looking at me so crazy? And then like five minutes, five minutes later, you realize that you had your mask down here and not over <laughs> your face. No, because listen, let me tell you something. It happened to me twice. No, here, in, like where we are in Texas, right? Like in some of the stores, like Quick uh -huh. there's people just walk in. They don't even have a mask on. It's like, yeah, I wish yeah, you would yeah. ask me to put it on. I wish you would right. ask me to put it on. Right. There's people who don't put their mask on. I've right. seen it left and right. And I guess mm. they're saying because so many people were getting hurt. And when the and I, and I can understand it's the clerk they're asking you. They're only doing their job. You can't really get right. mad at them because they're really only doing their job. Right. But I guess people that they're asking are either fighting them. People have got shot, so they're just like, you know what? If somebody comes in without a mask, don't, we don't say leave them alone. Just right? We're gonna look at them crazy. Just leave them alone. Just right. just look at them. You know, just leave them right. alone. So. And now they you scared to get people a look, Connie, because that look can turn into some crazy things. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Follow your car, follow your home, you know? So, yeah, and then it makes everybody a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I mean, now indoor, like I said, basketball is different. Football, I mean, you know, I go to my son's uh, first game tomorrow, the Twins. So, it oh, may okay. be different. Yeah. So, it may mm -hmm. be different. Because if they're going to make me wear a mask at that game, let me tell you something. They might not. Oh, yeah. We outside. Move away from, I need to yell. I need to tell the boy to run. I need to tell him to tackle. I need to say something, y'all. Outside is hot. And you right, right. You need you to get a mask. You need to get a hole in it. Or, you know, what we need to do is make sure a bell cup. You need a bell cup where you can get snap. <laughs> Hold on, Stacy. Now you know your son because we are both of our sons are I know. You know, dealing with the free agent. Y'all think Stacy gonna wear a Velcro mask and she go to a uh, NFL game? No. No. You're right. I'm not. I'm not either. No. Ain't happening. Too excited. I get too nervous and too excited. You know. I know. So I, I know. Just, and I usually sit, I feel about you. But I usually sit by myself. I've done that since he probably was in really little league because I'm not one of the moms like you can't say nothing about my child. You know, <laughs> and, and not that especially over and over. You know, because I'm like, right. okay, well, you're not out there, right. and have you ever? So people just don't know. Sometimes they have no proof on what to say around parents. Uh -huh. I, I just listen to like. Oh lord! Oh lord! <laughs> I will. Stacy, one of them mamas, she will clap back at you. What did you say? Yeah. Clap back! Oh lord! Clap have mercy. back! I'm yes. mama. Yes. Right. Right. Like, do you even say nothing about that touchdown? How about that? Right. <laughs> How about that run back? Oh, oh, I can't go to no game with you. I'll be saying like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> my sister like that. My sister like that. I told her, I said, oh my God, when my when my son went, you know, first to the Kansas, and she's like, let me hear somebody say something, and I was like, you can't say nothing. 
You got to just be chill. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm going to say sauce. So. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I mean, you know, we don't protect them who will. You know, sometimes right. people are like, I definitely could not be the quarterback tomorrow. That's no. not. I know. Second. That's hard. He has to have tough skin, you know. That's and usually hard. the quarterback's mom never sits with the, you know. Okay, wait, but let me ask you this center. question. Let me ask y'all these questions. Y'all know y'all done said something about somebody else's kid, ain't y'all? Yeah. No. no. It sure is quiet no. in this Presbyterian mm-hmm. church right now. <laughs> it sure is quiet. Not out loud, under my breath, like, ooh, 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 you know, because, you know, you think it, what about you, Shannon? What Yes, she has. Well, you talking about somebody's kid? I didn't talk about him, y'all. Listen, I, no. I just said he needed to do a little bit better. <laughs> no, I said I'm the whole thing. Oh, oh, line. Block somebody, I, baby. Block somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. I'll call nobody out. Okay, I ain't gonna call nobody out. All right, ladies, listen, we're going to move on. I'm excited because, see, we've been laughing. So our guest we have is not only a recruiter, but I, we just found out he's a comedian. So, oh, this show, we're about wow. to be literally laughing, right? Like, this is about to be crazy. So we will be right back after this. Yeah, so recently I was at the uh, Arizona State University with a number of young men that we brought with uh brought with us to visit the university. Uh, Two-day trip, we were down there looking at uh, Arizona and Arizona State. And so, first stop was Arizona State coming into Phoenix from California. And while we were there, it was so great because they put us in a room and they wanted to talk to the boys and they really wanted to motivate the young men that we brought. These were all pretty much high school athletes, high school football players. And a good friend of mine that I grew up with and lived with in Phoenix when I lived there some time ago named Gene Boyd, who works at the school, he, he got up and he did an exercise with the boys. And he was really he was trying to motivate them. And it was a good exercise. The exercise was he told them to close their eyes and imagine success. He told them, imagine being on this Pac-12 team and running out and all your family is in the stands and and imagine, you know, playing here, scoring touchdowns, getting interceptions, making tackles. Imagine that success. He said, imagine then graduating and walking across the stage. And then he told the boys, open your eyes. And he asked him, he said, how did that feel? And everybody was like, good, that felt good. And while I was sitting there, I was looking in the room and I was looking at these young men, you know, and that's good. You know, I thought that was a great little exercise that he did with them. And it brings about, it it gets some juices going. I said, but there was something missing. Something was in there. And real quick, I thought, I said, man, you know what? What if we turn that into reverse? And we really could get something out of these young dudes. We really can put something in them that when they go back, because they they when they go back home and they go back to their high school, yeah, you, everybody imagines playing on the great level. And everybody imagines, you know, all the good stuff and all the successes. But I said, what if we talked about, what if we had them close their eyes? What if you close your eyes right now and you imagined 
failure? What if we use that as the thing that's going to drive us? If we close our eyes and imagine not making it. What if we imagine not scoring that touchdown and not doing what we needed to do to get to the Wow. Okay. Wow. Welcome to the show. How do you say your name? First name again? Dejan. 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 There it is. There it is. I want to make sure I say it right. Dejan. All right. Listen, before we get into it, because that was a powerful video. So before we get into Dejan, before we get into the video. Yeah. I would like to play a game called Would You Rather. Uh-oh. Y'all ready? Yeah, all, right, okay. all right. Okay. All right, Karen, go ahead with your first one. You want to play the video? You wanted to play the video? <laughs> you-, <laughs> you can do the video or you can go right on into it. Okay. Okay, would you rather find true love today or win the lotto next year? That's for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's for yeah. you. All, yeah, all of would you rather's be is for you. So what I mean, yeah. well, I've been married 20, I've been married, I've been married 21 years. So I found true love, so I want the money. Well, well you go for the money. Money, money, money. <laughs> All right. <laughs> which group? Which group would you would you like to join? Would you fight with? All right. The Avengers, Justice League, X Men, Guardians of the Galaxy, Defenders, or the Fantastic Four. If you could join a group, which one would you join? Probably the Avengers. The Avengers. <laughs> Okay, okay. Okay. Need you the Avengers. I think I I gotta go with Wonder Woman and Superman yeah. oh, yeah. and all of that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, that that's more my my age bracket, I guess, but the Avengers, you know, I don't know. I, like I like Iron Man for some reason. Yeah, everybody like you, oh, everybody Iron say Man. Iron Man. Okay, anybody mm-hmm. else? Yes, I have one. Okay, talking about superheroes, what would you rather uh, fly or be invisible? <laughs> oh man, that's tough because I've always wanted to fly. <laughs> yeah, as long as I know how to land, I'm gonna be all right. Then, I, I, <laughs> right? Yeah, because flying, flying is cool if you know how to land. But if you don't know, yeah, if you don't know how to land, you in trouble. But am I am I a superhero with this, or yeah. do I just have these powers? Yeah, you're superhero. Superhero. I I fly because I want to be good. Because if I I start thinking about being bad, if I'm in, invisible, I'm going to steal stuff. Man, what you say? What you say? I'm gonna, be a I'm, I'm gonna go into some banks. I'm gonna be a rich. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking the same thing. I was sitting there thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, like and then, right. but and then I, you gotta go repent. 
No. <laughs> I'm gonna repent now. I want to be invisible. There's a couple of people. I'm be right. Oh, you trying to slap some folks? You got to get There's some people doing this political time. I'm not going. Dude, I just want to just yeah. be in the ah, <laughs> or, or just be in the room so you can hear what they say saying for real. Right. For I real, want to be right. up and they don't know how am I in the air. I just want to do that. See, me being <laughs> invisible, I'd probably slap a ref and he wouldn't even know. Pop. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would trip I would trip a few defenders. Come you on, what? So my friend, I'd be like, Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. I would, hey, I would go up. I carry that up. ball. Make sure it gets to my son's hand. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be the real oh, twelfth man. I'd be out there blocking and everything. Nobody. <laughs> hey, and when wow. my daughter go to drop that three, I'll make sure I hit that basket. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I don't need to be invisible, y'all. That's, that's a oh, mama. Yes, yeah. that's a mama. That's that one. That's that Wonder Woman mama always trying right. to make sure we make it happen. No, that's the. That's why I don't need to be invisible. All yeah. right, anybody okay. else? Because I got another one. Anybody Holly, else? You took mine. Mine is okay. So with all the knowledge that you have now, all that good stuff you didn't learn, would you want to be where you are now and go forward with the knowledge, or would you want to go back at a certain age with all that's the knowledge good. you have now? Oh man, that's a good one. I try to live with no regret. So okay. I, I'll just go from now on. Go for it. Okay. Everything was was all about getting here. It's all for our learning. So I'll just say okay. that. I don't want to go back. Good. Okay. You wish you would, but you, 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 I'm okay. It's all okay. Good. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Would you rather drive a 1967 SS? Or would you rather drive a Lamborghini 2020? Mm. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I like the new stuff. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> oh, yes, that Lambo. Yes. yes. Uh, cool. You got to go 67 Chevy. You got to go no. Chevy. Mm -mm. Okay. They said <laughs> Lambo. Get out that Lambo. Well, listen. That's right. Well, when your Lambo, when 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 your Lambo, like if all everything goes haywire with the you know the computers and all that, and your Lambo sitting on the side, my Chevy gonna pass you by and be like, <laughs> remember, remember, I'm invisible, so I just go get it. Right, right. I'm going to get another. One. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I love yeah. it. Love it. That's that's yeah. That's that's yeah. We taking all kind of cars. All right. So let's move it on forward. Um, right. Your speech was very powerful. Um, failure. Yeah. It's it's man. I'm actually going to have my my young guys watch that. So can we? I want to talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to move forward into who you are because I that right there is um, people are afraid of failure. Mm. Yep. They think if they fail or they look at failure as defeat. Mm. So I want you to explain a little bit about that and then we can kind of move on about um, what you do and who you are. But I just I want to start off with that right there about failure, because especially with the COVID situation, um, especially with a lot of athletes who are still free agents, 
um, that are, are just wanting to, you know, they, they're feeling like I failed. They're feeling like I'm not good enough and, and um, you know, everything that's going on. So kind of let's talk about that subject real quick. You know, I, that, that really came out of, uh, that really came out of, out of, I'm a biblical man. So uh, I'm spiritual. I love the Lord. And so that really came out of the fact that I was, it was really short testimony. I was in a job interview uh, interviewing uh, a guy that was going to take over a, a department for admission. And I, while he was talking, he talked about everything he did. You know, when you're in a job interview, everybody wants to sell themselves about how great and why we should hire this guy, why he should be the guy. And so everyone in the room, I went last, asked him about his former jobs and what he did. And he was just this amazing candidate. And I said, you really want to know people. You really want to know who they are. Ask them about their failure. Most of the time, people don't like to tell you what they failed at. And when I deal with this generation, I always talk about myself like, what did I think about when I was 16, 18, 22? I always heard the guys, the guys that I worked around always talked about, yeah, you know, I was successful here. That's why I'm here today. And I'm like, well, when I read about Benjamin Franklin, I read about the Apostle Paul. These guys always told you about the things they failed at. It's why they were the today. They don't tell you about how great they were. They tell you, Paul said, I, you know, in, in one place, Paul talked about, I know what it is to be rich. I know what it is to be poor. I know what it is to be abound. I know what it is to be but godliness with contentment is great gain. And so I was like, he tells you about how he was at the stoning of Stephen. He tells you how he was the worst of worst. But this is why God chose me to be who I am today. And so I tell guys, you know what? Let failure be your drive before I don't want to fail. I don't have uh, the, the, the great uh, is the king, Ivory Wayne's so his father he was going to leave school and his father said well son i just want you to get your degree you know so you can have something to fall back on you know it's your plan b he said dad i don't have a plan b and he made it and then made it for the family and now everybody can ride because it was i'm not going to fail but i want you know in this in this era we have to tell we call this the reality generation this is not the sitcom generation you know we come from good times and the characters and all that this generation is about reality and the reality is you're going to make it it's going to take some you don't have to endure some things before you get there and it's, it's okay that that you didn't make that that time it's okay that you're sitting out this time it's okay we need to hear those stories the kids need to hear those because they always right. hear they always hear how great somebody was mm -hmm. that's, right. that's good you know? that's good I was um, talking to somebody about that, and they're like, you know, when people tell testimonies, <clears throat> it's kind of like, oh, I think, I don't know, Karen, was that me and you were talking about that? I think it was me and you were talking about that. When people tell testimonies, they tell all, you know, look what the guy did, look what yeah. I got. I, I yeah. don't want to hear that. Tell me all what you stuff. went through. There tell you me, tell me <laughs> the time. It almost put you in the hospital or... Tell me the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Don't tell me about how God blessed you and you got this house and you got this and you're, you're doing this. Because mm -mm. you didn't get it that easy. Tell me what you right. went through so I can understand 
and and even get to the point where I'm like, God, do I really want to go through that? But, but tell me right. the truth. Tell me you almost lost your mind. Tell me it, it cost you this. Tell me right. you know you, you lost struggles. the marriage. Your struggles. Your real struggles. Right. And and, Not, and the, the apostle Paul said it clear. He said, "Oh wretched man that I am." He didn't say that I was. Mm-hmm. I'm still, we still learning. So mm-hmm. a lot of times when we able to get into it, these young people said, "Man, I still I battle just like you." That's why I love the leaders that I have. They never made themselves feel like they weren't going through what I was going through or they hadn't been through it. Mm-hmm. And being a young guy growing up in church, you see guys in their suit and tie and you start talking to a brother and he starts, oh, yeah, man, I did 20 years. And you're like, huh, brother? Yeah. So much yeah. For real? And now you got a whole nother respect for this guy because you like, I see you now. And that's what happens with a lot of one of the the most untalked about seeing this covetousness. People covet stuff that they mm-hmm. of other people having, not knowing what they went through. That's right. Right. Oh, I want I want to be wow. I want my relationship mm-hmm. like that. Oh, that's mm-hmm. you know, I see that now. Oh, relationship goals or whatever that's on TikTok. Right. 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 You don't know what they arguing about. Right. <laughs> right. right. So that's kind of where that came from. I want the kids to be like, hey, man, I'm not a great guy. I'm not as, you know, I didn't get here like, you know, on the cloud. It didn't happen like that. You know what I mean? So. And you have to be yeah. careful not to want what somebody else have because you got to go through right. what they went through to get what they got. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So you don't know what they went through. You literally, if you want what they have, then you have to go through what they went through to get what they got. So that means if they had to go through losing a spouse, if they had to go through losing a baby, wow. if they had to go through um, losing a home, a, a bad car accident, whatever it is, because you want what they have, right. then you got to go through what they went through to get it. I don't want, I don't, I don't want, because I don't know what price you had to pay. I right. want only what's mine. So, That's right. yeah. Wow. That puts That's things that. in perspective. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Everybody doesn't want to go through the process. They just want the, the finish line. You know, they right. you know right. I think it makes you relatable. What you said too is it makes you so relatable to be able to say, I was here. Now let me show you how to get to where we are now. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like, you know, each one teach one, you know, each one reach for one. So yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Ladies got a question. No, I'm ready to dig into recruiting. All right, go ahead. I, I want to know the truth about it, because I know when I was, my son was recruit, <laughs> being recruited. Everything I research, it says that it's not up to the coach to get your son recruited. It is up to the parents. So, first of all, tell us who, tell a little bit about yourself and how you got into this, and then then you can answer that. You know, so, parents. So I, I, I own California Recruits, which started out. Uh, I got into it. I heard you guys talk about your sons playing ball. I um, this is my background. I can't. I, I grew up in Los Angeles. Um, moved to Pasadena with my dad. My parents split, and I moved to Pasadena. I came out of high school, ranked one of the top fifty players in California in basketball. Ended up going to Fresno State. Played in Fresno State. Played after that. Um, I went to work for a sports agent for three years, got paid for five, thought I wasn't going to play ball no more, made a travel team and went and played over in Japan, Australia, 
played two years with the Harlem Globetrotters and then ended up, you know, after working with the sports agent, I was like, man, you know, I really like working with the professional guys. I made a little bit of money at 22 years old, but there's something about the kids. And uh, God blessed me with, uh, I did some research on a company called College Battle Student Athletes out of Cedarburg, Wisconsin. And I, I just read about it, sent off with this information and then it said like 20%. And I was like, I'm not gonna do all this work and make y'all gonna make some money, wait a minute. So I ended up doing it myself and I started Student Athlete Assistance Service in 1995 and started helping kids. And it grew from there. Uh, then I got married and I moved my business to Denver. I had a, got an investor who invested in our company um, and it just kept growing. And then my family grew, got married, and I started having my kids. I have three sons. And um, we moved back to California, and I changed the name to California Recruits because I started understanding recruiting a little bit better about how in each region, each each company, they love, uh, you know, most of these colleges love recruiting California kids. I started understanding the difference with um, – the regional recruiting from California, Texas, Florida, having, you know, the, the top three states in recruiting. And right from there, the business grew. So as my sons grew, I didn't want them to be raise them in LA. I moved a little ways out here to Bakersfield, about an hour and a half, two hours out of LA. And I happened to move into the largest school district in the United States per capita. Only 300,000 people live in Bakersfield but we have 18 high schools. I started doing research wow. in my area and it was like four kids would go division one out of 18 high schools, you have four. I'm used to like one high school in LA having, you know, nine kids or 10 kids, 12 kids. And I'm like, how does four, only four kids. So this was kind of, you know, central California. So it became a flyover zone. And I just started working. I've been here 10 years, and in 10 years, I've changed, uh, been able to change the the recruiting scope in the area in just uh, last year, 2018-19 class. I sent over 23 kids to, to college in this area, which was unheard of, nine from one school. Um, and then we've been doing two, three <coughs> every year, and now – um, it's just, it's just a staple. You had to change. We had to really help change the mindset of the people in the town that we live in. So when you talk about recruiting from that standpoint, uh, it's the parents. It, it's a lot of misnomers about recruiting, uh, in the, in the industry that mom and, you know, or, or that the high school coach does it. And that, that, that's, is not, that doesn't happen. And so what you have is a lot of misinformed parents and so they wait and what happens is when they get to that junior year in the junior year going to senior year they're like we don't know what's going on he's been in the paper and a lot of people and a lot of coaches haven't changed with the times uh when it comes to recruiting they just haven't they think it's still the old you know one of the my biggest pet peeves is that if you're good they'll find you I'm like mm -hmm. dude that's so 1970s that don't happen right. that don't that's not it you have and they don't understand with social media 
so there's a number of different things. I mean, whatever questions you have about that, I mean, those those are that's the biggest part. I came from the the VH1 years to the, the to the to the CDs to now the internet. I can get kids offers by telling them what they need to be doing on Twitter. We teach the social media side. There's another side of the biggest side is really understanding where your kid is. I mean, you got a kid that went to OU. Where did your kid go? Notre Dame, Notre Dame, and SMU. Mm -hmm. Mine went to Shaw, Shaw University, University, University University of North Texas, and University of Louisiana Monroe. So you here, you are. You got Shaw, Notre Dame, Oklahoma. You have one double. But the biggest thing is, I can tell you right now, the battle is the parents, and it starts on the youth level. Or Stacy, you know, sitting away from everybody because you don't want to hear nobody talking about your Mm -hmm. kid. <clears throat> Go back to Shannon. We all have said something about somebody's kids. We, we all have. <laughs> no, so, I'm now. You know, I I understand, like, mothers, like, you ain't going to talk about my baby. You no. know, mm-hmm. but it's the same with these dads. It's like, they can critique everybody else, but you'd be like, yeah, he need, your son need to get faster. Right. Well, what you think, your son fast? I mean, I didn't say that. <laughs> Because <laughs> right. you got way past. <laughs> yeah. so, but the biggest part is the earlier you understand who and where your son is, is he division one, double A, two, NAIA, the doors open up because now we can deal with it realistically. And the problem mm-hmm. is we have something called the 98 versus the 2%. And that is the real number is 1.6, only 1.6% of the kids in the United States will obtain a Division I scholarship. Mm-hmm. Wow. We say 2%. Mm-hmm. That means the 98%. The problem is 98% of the people walking around don't know they're part of the 98%. They're still wow. talking Oklahoma, Notre Dame, when they should probably be talking mm-hmm. Sacramento State, Fresno State. Or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, and if I asked any parent today, you know, hey, if I if I offered you thirty one thousand dollars a year for your kid to go to a school that costs forty, could you finance the nine thousand, you know, for the rest? Yeah, that's no problem. No, but yeah, but but at the end of the day, what happens is people say, yeah, I'll take that money for college, absolutely. When they never heard of the school, when they've never heard of Ferris State. When they've never heard, like when you say Shaw, some people are like, what, what is Crenshaw? What's the weird? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. They, they don't know. Westside? <laughs> right. They're like, oh, we want to play with Nipsey. Okay, all right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Westside, they start throwing up the finger. Westside. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Oh, no. right. yeah. Right. So so people don't they don't know. And because they don't know where kids are driven and parents are driven by what they see. This COVID has helped a lot in us having to watch some games we normally wouldn't because everybody's right. Mm -hmm. I don't watch University of Texas San Antonio, but they own I'm watching because it's the only thing on, and now it opens up some other stuff. So this has helped, it's helped. Mm -hmm. In that and so mm-hmm. North Texas, Texas State has been on here in California what 
two or three times already. I'm like, what's going on? Well, USC ain't playing. Right. So, watch, uh, so it opens up that that there's other schools because most of the time people don't think outside a hundred mile radius of where they are. It's USC, right. UCLA, it's Cal, it's it's mm-hmm. it's shit back. And that's just what it mm-hmm. is. And when you start talking mm-hmm. smaller, it's different. And then you know, I'm, I'm talking to us and everybody, mm-hmm. but with our people, mm-hmm. it's we we want what we want, and my son is just as good as so and so, and I want why to recruit like folks get mad at me about the recruiter and i'm like i don't have the scholarship i i bridge the gap between parent kid athlete school introduction well, why don't they like my son why he better than him i just saw that they offered him I, ma'am your son five five he's six seven people don't get into like they don't get into measurables they don't understand yeah. that so my job is 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 really about teaching parents so they understand um i give a hundred percent money back guarantee if we don't get you an offer you get your money back nobody does that okay. in my nobody wow. okay. so, but, but so, when i meet with you i'm gonna tell you right now i have sent your information to five school five schools a division one a division two a one double a some top guys and i'll get a a report back that says this kid is a division two and three NAIA player. If you accept that, then you have to understand that's where we're going. You, well, I think I'm, I, one of the things I've learned in sales, many, don't be afraid to let somebody walk out the door. I can't say yes to everything because that will work for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, you want SC, I'm going to try SC in Notre Dame and Oklahoma. And and I'm going to, well, I don't understand why you can't get he was in the paper i don't care about the paper you think the people in oklahoma read the la times they don't <laughs> right right, right. They don't. that's good that's good it's, it's 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 you know that i mean that's one of the biggest things but i got into it because i love it i love recruiting i love signing day i love changing lives i love mm-hmm. seeing the parents you know and and i got to do it and i'm always safe because i started with my boy non-measurable kids uh, my wife's a teacher so i go right into it with the grades if you don't have a 3.0 i can't work with you i'm not i can't do magic tricks i'm not a superhero mm-hmm. <laughs> right? so the invisible i'd come in and change your grades for you can't do it and so mm-hmm. that's that's the biggest part of this is that you do also the toughest people are the people who have kids with 2.3 and 2.4 yeah. who think that you're supposed to be able to just do magic tricks and you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but my sons, I started in this, uh, my oldest son, Isaiah is at Cal Poly. He uh, broadcast communication major, cornerback, 5'9", 160 pounds, division one double A. He had Arizona, all these other schools and everybody said, well, why? why and we have to always understand our why 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 did he go to arizona because he wants to work for espn and he wasn't going to leave la and he has an intern with the nfl network so he was going to stay at cal poly one percent black graduate he getting a job Mm -hmm. i would think i I love nfl i hope you know that's the blessing on top of the blessing but i'm gonna deal with the reality on top of the reality Mm -hmm. Back at my house, get you a job and go. Right. 
Right. And you have to, like you said, that was so good. Like you said, you have to know your athlete. Like for my son, academics was important. So the Stanford, Notre Dame, Duke were his top. That's and it. hindsight, looking back, you know, then he went from Notre Dame and then SMU to get his master's. But hindsight, looking back, he was like, you know, I picked Notre Dame because it was a great school and I wanted to be on national TV. Right. So that was great. But now he's like, I kind of wish I would have done Duke because now, but in the situation that he is, they would have played him more like he is the slot and the things that he should have been playing instead of just, you know, returner. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mm-hmm. you learn, you learn. My second son, Isaac, is at University of Nevada. You know, here's a kid that had every, he went to Nike, he went to, he was an MVP, 4-4, speed. He plays slot. Uh, at Oregon and all these schools, and he's at Nevada, and everybody did the same. And I said, well, the coach there, I know my son, Isaac, he's a he little peep, and he will start the party. The coach that's there is no joke. He's an, an extension of me. Yeah, he's, yeah he's a it, it came down to him going to a school where I felt safe, and I knew this coach could thump him on top of the head like it ain't party. Mm-hmm. Time to do mm-hmm. what you can do. The other mm-hmm. places, he'd have washed out because his head would have kept going. Right. And, and I couldn't do that. And now the last one is 16, and he's bigger than both his brothers. He he may end up at <laughs> Notre Dame or OU. Ooh, okay. Okay. <laughs> he he getting a lot of stuff going with him right now. But again, he's a he's the baby and he's the mama's boy. So if USC mm-hmm. call everybody else to say forget it because he is trying to stay by his mom. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. I know. I got one. <laughs> so, let me, so let me ask you this. Okay. The, I have a daughter. She's a junior. Um, yep. Well, let me go back. With Jordan, he had, he wasn't, it wasn't that it was a lot of D1s. Jordan just really had, because I'm big on character building. Um, and so when I, I, you know, when he decided this is what he wanted to do when play football, I dealt more with the character side. Um, and I always let him know if you ever want to quit, like, I don't want to play football no more. I'm okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm not trying to push you to be this famous football player, but we, you know, have a backup plan and, but let's deal with the character side. So, um, Jordan always just was one of those kids that would just really work hard, you know, no matter what the coach asked, he worked hard. So, and Stoops' brother, I think it was Stoops at the time, was looking at, he was on defense, so he was looking at another kid and saw Jordan. Because he was always considered the underdog overlooked, but yet he was like Mr. Oklahoma, um, he made All-American. And so that's how he ended up at OU. And so they gave us a call. He went and tried out and went to the camp. That was that. Um, my second oldest, um, because of a knee injury, he didn't end up being able to go to a full, like a D1 or D2. But can you believe he picked a college in Utah, Ephraim, right? Oh, so okay. I said, you're going where? He said, Ephraim. It was a population of 9,000. Wow. He mm-hmm. loved it. He said, Mom. Oh, he loved it because he's not that he's not that I'm going out to the club and party. He's not that type of person. He actually loved Ephraim. And so when I would tell people, they were like, where is that? I was like, it's in Utah. 
it's like there was one Walmart, the movies were all, there was no radar movies because they're Mormons, right? Right, there's no liquor stores. So yep. he was just, wow. he actually loved it. So now I have wow. my daughter who's a junior, so I'm getting to that. She's in the 11th grade. So this is different for me as far as recruiting goes because I'm dealing with basketball. So a whole I do know there's, I think from her coach, because she played AAU, yep. and they did recruiting. And from my understanding, there's like two or three that are in interested. And one of them is at HBCU college. Um, but she wants to be a, uh, uh, she wants to go to Washington. She wants okay. to be, what is it? Um, Oh, I can't think of the name of a husky. She wants to be a husky. Mm -hmm. My girlfriend's uh -oh. daughter just got a scholarship there for basketball. So you want to go here, <laughs> University yeah. of Washington. Yeah. Oh, sure. mm -hmm. yeah. So how do I do the recruiting process with her? Because this is this is a whole nother, it's different so, than football. So basketball, so I do every sport, by the way, as well. Football is always the staple in any recruiting company because football, the numbers from a sales standpoint, when you go to a high school, if you do a presentation or you're working with a high school uh, football player, you can sign up anywhere from six to eight to 12 guys at one time. When you do basketball, you're going to do one or two, baseball, one or two. So so it's a little different. But basketball, um, you said it, it's all AAU. Um, it's all about your travel team and working. Like basketball has gotten to the point now where, where – you don't even need to play high school basketball. Like right. high school basketball is just what you do to keep going. Right. But mm -hmm. recruiting happens on the AAU circuit. That's that's where it's at. And if you guys were ever watch a, a documentary, it's called uh, At All Costs. Uh, At All Costs. It used to be on Netflix. Um, it's about the whole basketball recruiting. A lot of my friends are in this documentary from LA that, um, but that's what it's about. It's about recruiting from that is the travel circuit. Are you on the right circuit? Are you are you playing two weeks in Nike and Peach Jam? Are you going to Adidas to Vegas? Are you in the top one in Oklahoma or Texas? Are you, you know, and that's what it comes down to. It's really not um it's really not about high school. And and, and basketball is is really the, the way where the football coaches have gotten really uh, crazy with seven on seven because they don't want seven on seven to become what AAU basketball has become from a recruiting perspective for high school football because they're like they don't even you know basketball coaches sometimes high school basketball coaches they just hear about offers their kids have they're like he's got nine or ten offers on this kid on my team they never even talk to the coaches the college coaches because they talk to the, the AAU coach. They don't even talk to him. So mm -hmm. women's basketball is, is there's basketball is a whole other monster because the money. I mean the, the amount of money that's in basketball, you know, it, it's it's different. And even with girl women's basketball right now, um, it, it, it is just grown and grown and grown and mm -hmm. they, they have the backing of the NBA and college women's college basketball. My niece plays in San Jose State. I mean it's it's there. Yeah. So her whole recruiting came from travel ball. 
Yeah. It's so different. I played uh, college basketball at University of Michigan. So when I was in high school, I was able to, I told my niece today, I was able to play basketball. I played volleyball and I ran track. So mm-hmm. I got to do all the different sports I love. And I would go to, like, I, I'm from Columbus, Ohio, but I went to Michigan. But I would go to different camps, like you said, to get noticed. Whereas now it's all about AAU. You can't even play other sports, really. It's like it's, you have to be kind of one-dimensional. That's what I don't like about sports. Specialized. So so what's happening is, is, but that becomes because there's so many kids. So mm. imagine this. You guys have the football guys. If that football player finishes football in December and then plays basketball right when and you have skilled guys so you have wide receivers I see a number mm-hmm. 50 so that's like linebacker mm-hmm. you got 56 mm-hmm. you got linebacker Karen what did your son play he played off um tackle offense tackle okay so so now the offensive tackle guy can run track run track or throw the shot put discus or whatever he's okay but the skill guys there's so many wideouts so many dbs so many quarterbacks so many linebackers with the game changing if you go play basketball and run track and all these guys are playing seven on seven the writers drive recruiting so the writers are at seven on seven they're not at your high school track meet they're watching this kid so now this kid gets a bump on you because the writers wrote about him. And now he gets a rank because the writers wrote about him. You're still over here running track, getting faster, getting stronger, getting better, but no one knows you because you're not on the circuit. So it's the same thing. Like the kids are forced to pick and choose and specialize because it's about name recognition. It's about who people know. And I can tell you, I can get on the phone with coaches and go, hey, this kid, and, and, and the good coaches ask still, does he run track? Yes. Mm-hmm. They ask. The yes. coaches that are trying to get the five-star guy or the guy that every that's not, they don't care. They're like, oh, he can play. I like him. Whatever. They don't they don't know. They're they're taking who's hot now. And that's why the transfer portal looks like it looks. Because mm-hmm. you can get a lot of kids that are hype kids. They're they they got stars and they've been to every camp. And their seven on seven coach knows the guy to talk to, but the real athlete is still over actually yeah. doing getting yes. better cross training and other sports, yep. you know. And that's, and that's I agree. It's, it's unfortunate, but I understand it from the recruiting side. It's like if you don't go, so you have to know how to pick the stuff. Like early on in those early track meets to get going, you might go this weekend, he's not running, he's going to pylon to a top seven on seven right camp, he'll be back so you got to be able to work that and that's where, where where you make that deal with that high school coach early because then that's the parents start getting into it with his coach oh he don't want him to run he want he he said if he don't come in and track me he's off the team mm-hmm. Seven right. seven mm-hmm. seven. playing seven on seven and he's running track now right. you know the basketball coach is saying he like him to play basketball too. It's just tough. It's just tough yeah. to be a kid, yeah. you know. That makes sense. It is tough to be a kid. So my my oldest daughter, she played volleyball, um, yep. Dijon, and she never. There was not one coach that came to her high school volleyball games. 
she oh, yeah. would not have gone D1 if she had not played club volleyball. And oh. back at the time, about 10 years ago, there was just a sprinkle of women of color. Like mm -hmm. you would go to a tournament where there was over 200 teams there and yeah. you might see 10 women of color. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's opened up a lot more. Volleyball is tough. Volleyball is tough, and, and and volleyball. Well, you know, part of the other reason is is uh, bless you because volleyball on the low end is about fifteen thousand uh, dollars. It is. Oh yeah. Yes. The low oh, end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Travel, travel club travel. team is mm -hmm. expensive. But yeah. when I tell you, God yeah. bless that's that. And then she went on to play professional volleyball in Germany. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Plus, so. Uh, and that's the big part is if you make the top team, you paying the top money because they're going yes. every week somewhere. Yes. And you're yes. like, oh, I hope she yeah. made you. They ain't showed you the bill yet. Mm -hmm. you oh, like, no. Oh, oh. oh, no. You signed the contract. You right. got the bill before yeah. you get started. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, they, yeah. they got they got you signed in. Yeah. You yeah. know and how she much. Makes, and she makes yeah. it the second team. She's gonna do these tournaments, but if she makes the top team, it's gonna be here. Yeah. Yes. That's, yes. that's pressure too. That's a lot of pressure. That's a yeah. lot of pressure. And so, and so that's where, and that's the other thing. You know, you live in areas where parents don't know. Everybody pays. Yeah. Somewhere in there, everybody. I've been blessed with my sons that there's deals being made, but I pay. I have to pay right. for a trainer. I have to pay for something. Mm -hmm. something yeah. You know, I had one guy say, don't use the service. A lot of parents go, well, I'm not going to use the service. I, I, I get it. It's different when I call and you call. Different when mm -hmm. I email and you email. Coaches right. Will tell you right now, he go, one of them mamas that got the best kid in the world. That's <laughs> 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 mamas. I was sitting there with the daddy. They were like, who is that? Is that his daddy again? Bam! <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't been one of those that done that. I, I, I can truly say I've been blessed, especially because of Jordan and and him opening the door and, you know, being a small one. And then when they hear that he has siblings, it kind of automatically brings through the okay. air, you know. Um, and that's kind of how things have happened with him when he first started and they knew he had a brother. And so everybody was watching him and then they knew he has a they know he has a sister and and so everybody's kind of peeking and seeing who she is and where she's at so and then right. there's twins and I have last two they're 14 um they're in the eighth grade and so i i have i i'm not i'm not the one that do the calling and the recruiting because like you said you, you know and i'm not going to sit here and say my kid's the best um right. i i deal with character that's huge for me I'm not going to because technically my second oldest is, is actually a little bit better than my oldest, you know, He's, but they're all good, but I, I'm not going to go in there and say, I got a number one kid. Right. I, I'm just, cause everybody kid is, is, has the potential of being good. I just want to make sure when mine go that their character is solid, that that's more important to me than anything else because football doesn't last forever. Sports right. doesn't last forever. You're going to have to go into corporate America or if you want to start your own business, your character is what's going to last. 
your character is what can take you to the next level just like that but if mm -hmm. so my focus is always on character i never was the one to make phone calls to the to the recruiters and i, and I, I was and I, and I was I tell the one you. that was spamming the coaches on Facebook. I was sending that link, sending that link. Hey, my son is. I was sending that link, link, link. And you know what? It and it works. But I, I'll tell you, one of the hardest things for me is is running and operating a recruiting service. I'm so, I'll be so glad when my last son is done, because I get I get the I have. It's like. I'm recruiting service and dad. And so now I'm like, how like how do I how do you guys talk to me as dad? Like I want to, you know, I know the real, so don't play. Let's like where's my son at? And then, you know, I get in my feeling too sometimes where I'm like, you know, dude, you just offer this for real. Because <laughs> you gotta separate it. It's hard right. separating. That's how my dad is my coach. Right. My dad was my coach growing up, and I remember one time something happened, someone fouled me, and he comes on the court. Oh, so yeah. the ref was like, are you dad or are you coach? So he was <laughs> like, right now, I'm dad. <laughs> you better watch it. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's hard to balance that. It is. My son is benefiting. We were at a camp yesterday, and he is benefiting from his brothers as well. Two mm -hmm. brothers, one, and one of the writers was like, Oh, Jernigans, we love those Jernigans. You got one more. Oh, he's bigger than the brothers, and he's walking. He's like, how many more you got? And I'm like, man, I got this is it. And he's benefiting from that. But I always tell people as dad, you go home. And I also, he's not benefiting from it from his own perspective because he wants to make his, his own, own way. That's right. Right. So a recruiter, all that. How are you feeling? Are you okay? You're not gonna be fast as Isaac. Isaac's my middle one. You you don't have the work ethic as the other one. Yeah, they're five nine and five ten. You're five eleven, two hundred some pounds. You're bigger, stronger. You're not as fast, but you you there. But how are you feeling? And so I got you know. There's another psychological side to that I got to deal with as dad. That sibling rivalry. Turn dad on like how are you doing? My wife is deaf on me like. Don't talk about football with him. Ask him about that's something. Right. That's right. Right. That's right. So, mm -hmm. so that comes the other thing because I'm like, hey, have you reached out to him on Twitter? What's going on? With Twitter? <laughs> so, shut up. I don't hear nothing about no Twitter today. Right? Because your dad, your dad, right now. Your dad. Like yeah. how school going? Yeah. What's, and right. don't ask how school was going. You got your 16 core. You got where you had the core. You know, <laughs> everything is recruiting in the house. So right. it's a battle. Right. It becomes a battle. Right. With, well, so I agree. so I agree. Coach Dejan, I'm um tell us a little bit about the expense. Like, if they wanted to use you as a recruiter, like, uh, is it expensive? Is it something that's affordable to most the athletes? And if not, um, what would be your top three suggestions that you would have parents or the student to do to prepare themselves for? recruiting or getting themselves out there so 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 when you say is it affordable it's like you go back to you go back to like i know the the, the standard in the industry is about anywhere from three to five thousand dollars and i'm in i'm in the thirty four hundred dollar range right mm -hmm. well take that from a ninth grader if i sign a kid up in our service 
eighth grade going into high school, they pay one time in the end of four years. I'm guaranteeing that this kid is going to be recruited and going to have offers to go somewhere. The average scholarship we were able to get last year per athlete in our service was about $28,000 a year scholarship to play. Some of those were, if I look at my board right now, some of those were like, we, we, we placed 80 kids across the country, 80 kids, 63 of those were full ride scholarship. So 17, mean, 17 of those were just partial or whatever. You pay thirty. You pay if I give you if you gave me four years ago thirty five hundred dollars or thirty four hundred dollars, and I gave you twenty eight thousand a year times four. Did you win or did you lose? Right. Why? You won. It's almost a hundred thousand dollars for three thousand dollars. We don't think that way. Guess what? So I'll say so. It's affordable, but talk to the. I talk to parents about what they've spent already. So we talk about already. Take you guys. What did you? What would you think the amount of money from six years old? Everybody played flag or something. To the end of their senior year, how much money do you think you spent in youth football? Mm. To the end of high school, I'm gonna give you every every piece: gas, pizza, cleats. Every dude, little kid spent the night at your house on Friday. For oh, the game. yeah. You fed all those kids. All them kids. All them. Mm. All them. All you them bought kids. extra nachos. You bought extra pizza. You bought, Everybody got little Caesars. Y'all done had hot and ready on Friday. For 10 weeks, you was tired of pizza. <laughs> yeah. How much money do you think you've already invested in your kid by the mm. time they're senior? A lot. Okay, so most 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 African American black people, we have not put away money for college. We don't. Mm, right. We spent it in registration fee for youth football. Yeah. Gas, pizza, another jerk, mama. I need that new arm sleeve. Oh, I want that mm-hmm. kind of out piece. I done no, bought I done got custom cleats. I done done all of that. So Special now, helmet. The helmet, the camps. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. By the time you, by the time you tally that up, it is somewhere between twenty-five and thirty-eight thousand dollars you've already spent before you even got a return. So when somebody tells me, "Well, thirty-five is a lot," is it? Because you already spent that. Yeah, that's true. You football in California. You football in California is about. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying registration. Spirit pack, you know, your mama yeah, got spirit pack. Got it. I ain't even got to the pictures. You want the button yeah. picture and all that pack. See, I wasn't one of their moms. I think that's I, I wasn't. I really wasn't one of I got all the buttons. I got all the buttons. You still got the buttons, Stacy. Right now, you go put them buttons. Right. I was yes. right. Yes. So you spent that money, but you don't have going into high school, let's say you spent 15 of it, 15,000 from eight, from six years old to 14, 15 years old. Now you're in high school and you're like, this four years is going to go by really quick. So what I would tell parents is this, if you're not going to use the service and I'm okay, here's what I would tell you need to do. 
from the time your kid comes in. Because here, there's some things that are going on with football right now, um, been going on. Some of y'all who live in Texas, I heard somebody say something about Texas. Yeah, I live, live in Texas. Y'all live, all y'all live in Texas. Texas has been notorious. California is just catching up with the whole holdback thing. And the whole holdback yeah. thing yeah. Is, is really killing recruiting because this kid that is really in the ninth grade that's 15 turning 16, yeah. the other kid that's 14 turning 15 is messing that kid up. And if that kid doesn't play varsity football by his sophomore year, his recruiting goes down by 38 40%. So you have kids that are developing slower because it looks like they're developing slower because they're actually in the grade they're supposed to be in. And then you look at this other kid and college coaches don't ask how old you are. They ask what class you are. Mm-hmm. So you're 2022, 20, but you dang near 22. Right. <laughs> yeah. That birthday is important. Like my son no, had a good birthday. He had a September birthday. So yeah. because his birthday was in September, I didn't put him in school when he, you know what I mean? I put right. him in school the following year when he turned six, he was turning yeah. seven. So right. that works for him. But see, yeah. that works. I'm talking about, we we got the eighth grader that walked the stage in the eighth grade <laughs> and showed back up in September. Mm-hmm. So and so you do, and you have parents that do that too to try yeah. to get an edge. Well, yeah. it's not trying, they're getting the edge but what's happening is now that next guy who you like, the coaches are like, he's good. Oh, but in his class, there's, let's say in the top 100, there's 65 kids that were holdbacks that should have graduated last year. Mentally on the field, they think that they're more mature. Their bodies are different, right? So, being the comedian I am, I always ask these guys who have daughters. So when that 19-year-old junior comes to your house, mm-hmm. they a ninth grade 14-year-old, how do you like that? Oh, it ain't no right. different. Because they like to say, oh, it ain't no different. He on varsity, he on varsity. No, you cannot tell me a 19-year-old or 18-year-old yes. junior is his mentality is the same as the 16-year-old kid. Right. It's not. They're different. If that was mm-hmm. the case, we'd have more guys going to the NFL after their freshman year of college. They don't. Because yeah. they're more grown men in the NFL. Grown right? men. Right? Yeah. I, had, I had a coach grown ask that my, um, my second oldest, yep. and we wouldn't do it. I was like, no, I'm not going to hold him back. No, he's going to mm-hmm. go forward, you know? So now yeah. with your services, so like I have twins um, uh-huh. that are in the eighth grade. And so... Um, actually, I need to put one of them. He plays. There's not a sport he can't play, um, but I think his his love is 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 more leaning towards basketball, and so I, I know I'll probably put him in an AAU um, because I know ninth grade is when they start looking. But like you know, like we we're saying, I'm, I'm big on grades as well. But for your services, uh-huh. what about someone who like from, in my situation, she's a junior. Yes, she has college looking at her because of through AAU. She only has one more year of AAU. Next right. year's her last year. So right. between now and next year, is it the same? Is it the same 35 or is it different because she only has two years left? 
no, so so the 35 is where we start. And what I what I want to tell you is that we have an leadership, like a, a a leadership grant. So kids that have a 3.0 or better, we start taking off. We don't take off a hundred dollars. We take off five hundred dollars. You got a three two three 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 five. There's a five hundred dollar discount. If you want free and reduced lunch, there's a five hundred dollar discount. So now you got a thousand dollars off of that. So there's a number of different things that we do to help reduce that cost. Um, there's a payment plan. Well, we talk about your daughter. It goes okay. We look at her grade. We look at what what it is, and we go okay. We're gonna break this down because we only have a certain amount of time, which makes it tougher. But what we'll do is we're going because every student, we design a plan for that particular athlete. So that evaluation is going to come and say, she's a division one person, division one athlete. Where are we going to send it? We got to figure out what schools is she looking to go anywhere or do we want to stay in a certain region? Now, when we stay in this certain region, we cut that cost in half. The, the, the lowest, the lowest we, we, we go all the way down to the, the minimum is $1,000 for a student athlete. And so it would be like. Her basketball is 1000 Now let me ask you this question. Because these kids are on now on, on because of COVID, they're yep. having to stay home. Yep. I have seen, my daughter get good grades, but I've right. seen the struggle with online learning. Absolutely. And I'm kind of frustrated about it because now in, in Texas and in, in Prosper, because I'm in McKinney, and Prosper, which I love what they did. What they did is they have those who went back to school, they have their teachers. Those who to, chose to stay home, they have specific online teachers for them, which I yeah. love because yeah. the ones in class, that teacher can focus on them. The ones that are at home, there's a set of teachers for them. But when you have a teacher who has to try to focus online and in the class, somebody's going to fall through. And I'm starting to see the online kids are, are because of, because their teachers can't give um, enough to, to focus on them because they have kids online. So I'm seeing her really like, Mom, this is challenging for me. Like this online, she's really trying. So how do you, when you see a situation like that, how do you address it when these kids are like, they maintain, I mean, she's made honor roll, she's maintained great grades, but this online has been a challenge for so a lot wife, of students. Yeah, so my wife's a teacher. So one of the things that we, we have, I have a, a, a podcast show, you guys may know, um, it's called the Streets Take, and we do it tomorrow. And I have a licensed education psychologist coming on my show tomorrow because a lot of the kids, a lot of these administrators in these districts across the country are not dealing with the mental health side of what's going on with these kids. With everything you just said, I just had this meeting on Friday about this because I have kids that, I, that I'm dealing with and recruiting that were like, Three, 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 four. They're like three, oh, two, eight, two, nine, because they're just not getting it. And so, what one of the things that I, I really appreciate is that a lot of the college coaches they understand that. Like, hey, if you see a slip there, you know that's when this. And so everybody is seeing it across the board. One of the other things that I mean, one of the things that we talked about, um, study groups inside these clusters of 
something like like this, like like this StreamYard or Zoom or whatever, and getting in study groups so these kids can see other people outside of just everybody at the house. So we're trying to figure all kinds of things to help help the kids out with that because COVID has has really damaged recruiting. College coaches can't come out and see kids. Um, there was no camp season. I don't know about AAU. There was no AAU on the West Coast, like like California, Vegas. All that stuff was shut down. So a lot of the kids, like if you, you know, I have like having a son now. Right now we will be going into game five, game six. These kids don't know what to do on Friday night. Now they like they've been doing this since they were six years old. They looking around like, oh my god. Friday night, my son is looking like I'm bored. I don't know what to do. I done played. You can only play the video game so much. You can only oh play so much. You can only work out so much. So it's like, all right, I'm trying to learn how to do stuff I don't do. I don't camp. So let's go camping. So let's, find some, let's find some side dorms. I don't do bears and animals either. So let's go. Right, it's it's like sharpening your sword in other areas. Like, but yeah, with that, I think it's just it's really staying in tune. And they're tired. The teachers are tired of hearing from the parents. I got oh, I teach second grade. Do you imagine second graders on Zoom? They just doing this all day. You know, one boy got his green like this all day. He, he don't even like no way. Listen, I ain't even go. I have two in the morning, right? So I come downstairs, you know, and one of them got a towel on his head sitting like this. I'm like, if you don't get that towel off your yeah. head, that's and funny. They, you know, and then next thing you know, one's up cooking, and I'm like, ain't you in class? And you know, and I. And my wife, she's at the she in the hood school. So oh, some oh, parents, oh, yeah, she got parents that forget they on Zoom. <laughs> Bring me the remote control. I'm in class, mama. mama. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. Get that remote. That is funny. That is so funny. Teacher, I gotta go get the remote from my mom. <laughs> I'll be back. Oh my oh, gosh! That's like it's, crazy. It's, 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 like I, my wife has never been this tired. Like, cause mm-hmm. you can take kids to the office. You can like, I'm not dealing with her today. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sitting there. One girl, first day of school, with all her teddy bears and t- all around her. Like, I'm here. Like, my friend. My, like, no, you need to be at the table. We told your mom, you know, and you have people, you know, it's just like it's 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 crazy. They don't they don't get yeah. it, you know, and yeah. it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, teachers are wanting to quit. They are I talked to my, my cousin today, she's a teacher, and she said, I re- I'm frustrated because she's doing what you said, Shannon. She's having to do both kids. And she said, I can't handle both kids. And then they're, you know, they're phase one, phase two or whatever. So then she has to have a whole different group of kids she has to learn. So teachers are, are wanting to quit. How can you give your best when you're not, you know, given the best circumstances? And they have to care so like about the heart and globe trotter. Because I've always wanted to be a heart and globe trotter. What was your name? <laughs> I told y'all, y'all didn't even catch it. 
Uh-uh. What? what? I was a mustard man because of Dijon. I'm Dijon. Oh, oh. I know the mustard man. The mustard man. That's what I was. That's what I was like. I I thought it had to do something with Dijon or something like that. Yeah. Was like, okay. Name is always something that they yes. do or whatever. I was a dribbler. Uh, came in, so I played on both teams. So okay. Everybody know it's a show. I played on the New York Nationals, which was the team we played against. We traveled together. We played against them. Um, started off. Globetrotters brought me in. I literally, first time I got in, I got cut. I'm like, how do you cut from a circus? This is a circus. Why I get cut? And it was like, oh. I, was, I was devastated because I was like, I'm a real hooper. I don't get cut from right. the clown dudes, right? So oh. um, they called me back and it was like, it was just, you know, it's still marketing at that time. It was like, we got these guys that play. You played at Fresno. These guys played at UCLA. I played with some guys that played at Memphis. Uh, Michael mm-hmm. Wildbang, Wilson, who played with Penny Hardaway. And they were at mm-hmm. bigger schools. And they did, you know, they were bigger names at their colleges. So it's all about the ticket draw and what have you. And then so mm-hmm. they were like, they called me back and was like, do you want to play for the Nationals? And I was just like, I'm getting paid to do what I love. Let me go play. And then when I get out there. Now I got to be the guy that's getting clowned. <laughs> So Uh, every game is real. So one of the guys told me, said, hey, during that six minutes, just go. Do what you do. And I just started going. And then one day they were like, hey, you go into the other locker room. We got your stuff. So I had to go and play on the other side. So that that was cool. You know, touring with the Gold Trotters is like great experience. All of those things, I wouldn't change it again. It helped me. I used to go to all those games. I loved it. I did out, too. I cut because I don't tell people I got cut. But they <laughs> shot. That's failure. That's that failure. with the glow try. That's like uh uh-uh. uh. You know that's right. like you didn't close your eyes and see yourself getting cut. Like I'm gonna get oh, cut. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, the glow try to really prepare me for the stage because it was like. I, one thing about a comic, every comic tries to say, I never bombed. I've never got booed off. I never got booed off, but I bombed. And I was like, okay, I'm getting out of here. Like, what joke am I going to tell the lead? You know, uh, so, you know, everybody had a tough time. And the Glow Trotters prepared me for that because, mm-hmm. you know, you come out and some days we travel nine months out of the year. I had like three days off. And oh, wow. wow. Some nights you get out there and they want you to, you know, sweet Georgia Brown, everybody laughing. Like, I don't even feel like playing today. I'm like, <laughs> sweet Georgia Brown. How do you know about that? Sweet Georgia Brown. Okay. That's, that's what they play. They do. Yeah. I love so, you it. Know, you know, you doing that, you trying to spin the ball and laugh. And you like, I don't know, this kid come over here and ask me to spin this ball one more right. time. You know, you always got to be smiling and happy and. Yeah. Oh, and the worst thing oh, is with the glow trotters, I took it off my resume when I came home and would because like true story, I would go into job interviews and I was like, I gotta do my own thing. Like I literally gotta do my own thing. I would go into stuff and people would be like, like you, I'd be in this interview and the guy'd be like, You play for the glow trotters? Oh, wait a minute, I got a ball. And they go get a ball. I'm doing everything, 
And I'm like, okay, oh. and then he gets we're sorry. We didn't get the job. I'm hot. That is funny. That's funny. You spin so the ball. I took that off. I, I get this off. My and I just tell people later, like, play with the glow trotters, and I just try to brush over it because I'm telling you right now, I don't know how many interviews I'm in there dribbling in a three-piece suit trying to get the job. Oh, man, that's hilarious. I love it. All right, so can you tell everybody how to find you if they would like um, more information about what you do in the recruiting process? We're going to probably end up having a part two because there's still so much more that we need to talk about recruiting. Absolutely. Especially with the COVID situation because it's all messed up now. So those who got to keep, you know, they're given that extra year to, especially in the spring sport, and then now – no one's knowing if um, schools are going to close down, so we won't know till what? What end of October? Um, so are you guys, yeah. Go so ahead. like so with us in California, so I moved my kid from public to private. So my son is in private school. So what we have right now is we have a lot of public schools that are talking about. Uh, well, the California Interscholastic Federation is leaving it up to your district. When you're a private school, you don't have a district. So our diocese says we can play at the Catholic private school level. We're going to play. The private school, they're going to have to wait for their district. The districts are saying, if you're not in school by October 23rd, when this quarter ends, November 1st, we are not going to have sports. So for a lot of parents, using a service is like almost a must. We have become... Oh. We have become the eyes and ears for colleges. The NCAA just put out dead period to January yeah. 2021. So that yeah. means these folks can't even come out and see you yeah. until January. And now all these schools are playing. So the Mountain West just went back. Pac-12 is going to go back. These coaches yeah. are all about, we've been waiting. They're about playing. So recruiting is really on hold. And if you don't play, if you're in a public school and you don't play, how are they going to get to see you? So right. uh, what we do and what we're telling a lot of parents uh, as I close this out is California recruits, but I will tell parents if they don't use the service, you need two videos per week up on Twitter. You need to be following the right coaches. Now, that's where a service comes in because if your kid hasn't been evaluated the right way, you can be sending your stuff to Notre Dame and Oklahoma when you're not that caliber of a kid. So you got to get with somebody that's going to tell you the truth and, yeah. and put you in the right position so you can contact the right schools. So at that time, now those schools will start getting with you. There are, and I will tell you this, until all you guys did that, the lower levels, quote unquote, Division One, Division One AA, Division Two, NAIA, they're going to flourish because of this if people do it the right way because those bigger d1s they're dropping their numbers now because they're allowed yeah. to come back they're saying mm -hmm. hey we're not going to recruit as many guys because we didn't get to evaluate guys so because of that your d2 schools are going to say hey we got we got room and we got money so parents to be really really looking at a the alternative and reevaluating where their kid is and saying hey you're not going to OU, but guess what? Oklahoma Panhandle look good, right? Right. Langston yeah. look good. 
Langston looked good. Mm-hmm. He's not going to TCU, but Abilene Christian looked good. Like mm-hmm. Jackson State. Jack. Hey, you got to go rock with Dion all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to change. And the HBCU schools for where you guys are, California, is tough. There's not a kid down there that th- these coaches don't. I'm, I'm part of the Black Coach Association. I'm telling you right now, those guys, they would lo- they love Texas kids, but the kids got to, you know, go to TCU, go to Prairie View, right. go get into mm-hmm. these schools. Go, give mm-hmm. those coaches an opportunity. Give those schools an opportunity right now while you think. And guess what? At the end of the day, you go play one year and you ball out, go on the portal. Transfer. Oh yeah, transfer after that year. That's a good. Oh okay. But do not, in closing, do not shun any school. That's right. Do not shun anybody, because at the end of the day, they're not coming to get a lot of these. J. The 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 worst part of this whole thing is junior college football is suffering. They got too many kids to choose from to go look at a JC guy, and a lot of people are like, I'm gonna just go to JC. You'll be you'll be at JC, and then you're gonna end up at an NAIA Division two anyway. Yeah. So why not go out of high school? That's go true. now. That's true. Wow. That's good advice. Great advice. Great advice. I appreciate y'all. Y'all fun. Yes. Like you fun too. You fun. We have to do a part two because there's still yeah. so many questions. Yeah. Um, again, no one knows because if they shut down the schools again, we're back at it all over again. So yes. yeah. yeah, but um. All right. Well, thank you for joining the show. Um, I, yeah. I and my husband actually will be in contact because I, I do have questions about about my daughter, and I want to make sure, you know, she's not falling through the cracks and and things are still going. Because, like I said, basketball is totally different. Totally I'm about different. I'm about gifts. So, y'all 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 go in there. God can, God can supply. Co rest. There it is. God can supply. Co. Go look at the shirt that says God Can, part of the God Can Comedy Tour this month, Breast Cancer Awareness. We have the pink God Can shirts. Um, each one of you guys, I know it, it was another lady too, so I she was on. I got to make sure she get a shirt. Um, if you guys can like. I like gifts. Yes. For having me on, I, I, I give. I like, I mean, I want to be able to. Okay. Okay. And I love to receive. God Can, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> He got it. All right, guy got it. Guy got, got it. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining the show. Listen. Thank you. Put back up the the recruiting. Can you put that back up for us? The recruiting. Listen, if your son or your daughter is going through the recruiting process, if you have questions, please reach out to this organization. Please reach out to this company and ask the questions because you know. You don't want your child to fall through the cracks. Now, listen, don't be one of them mamas and daddies calling, talking about my kid is good and this is where I want to go. No. Why don't you just call and learn and listen? Free evaluation. It It don't cost you nothing. That's a free profile. I do a free profile for you, just like NCSA, all the free, 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 just like free. Free. Free and get educated. All right, this is your girl, Shannon. Can we talk sports? I'm here with my host. Karen. And? Carmen, a.k.a. Mama D. And Stacy. All right, we will be back next Thursday with another great show. You guys have a great evening. Good night. Bye-bye.